Welcome to episode 45 of the Marketing Junkie Podcast, 10 things you need to know about Facebook advertising policies before you run your first or your next ad. Now, I'm going to try to keep this episode short and sweet because this is kind of a dry topic, but I spend a lot of times in Facebook groups and masterminds and even the really high-level masterminds where people are at the elite level in their business and they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars to be a part of an online business mastermind. There is still so much confusion around Facebook ads and their policies. And I've spent, like I said, a lot of time in these groups lately and I have to say so many posts are dedicated to ad accounts being disabled or ads being rejected. And there's a lot of confusion and misconception around what is and what is not allowed in a Facebook ad or on a landing page. So I'm going to kind of give you 10 things that I want you to know before, again, you run your first or your next ad. Now, this is not a substitute for reading through the Facebook advertising policies. And before you ask, this also applies to Instagram since Facebook now owns Instagram. So I'm going to kind of use the term Facebook advertising, but just know we're talking about Instagram here too. So I am going to link to the Facebook advertising policies in the show notes so that you can go ahead and read through those with a fine tooth comb. But I'm going to give you kind of the high level overview here. And maybe just a refresher on what you can and can't do because once you lose access to your ad account, if it gets completely disabled, even if it's based on an error, you could be out of luck for quite a while. There are a lot of hoops to jump through if you want to get an ad account back, if you're even able to at all. So if your business relies even a teeny tiny bit on Instagram or Facebook ads, or you're planning on using them in the near future, this episode is for you. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please feel free to message me on Instagram. It's Michelle Caruana, and I will link to my Instagram handle in the show notes. All right, let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Marketing Junkie Podcast with me, your host, Michelle Caruana. I'm a corporate marketing nine-to-fiver turned brick-and-mortar business owner turned online entrepreneur, and growing businesses through smart and efficient marketing is kind of my thing. If you're like most business owners, you probably feel like you could overdose on all the different tactics out there. So I created this podcast to help you cut through the noise and the clutter and just get the clear, actionable strategies based on what's working and what's not for both myself and my marketing clients. Tune in every week to learn exactly how to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans. No fluff included. All right, before we get into the 10 things that you need to know before you run your first or your next ad, there are just a few things I want you to keep in mind for this episode. First, I want you to put yourself in Facebook shoes just for a moment. They've been accused recently of being discriminatory and for promoting and allowing hate speech on their platform, and they have been directly accused of not keeping a tight enough rein on advertisements and what certain companies are promoting. And they are under a tremendous amount of pressure, especially because it is an election year, to maintain a positive and fair user experience. They are also under an extreme amount of pressure to keep advertising costs down. They want businesses to continue spending money on their platform in as high amounts as absolutely possible. And 
when you are, again, putting yourself in Facebook shoes, they want people to spend as much time as possible on their platform. So I'm going to be referring to this as Facebook advertising throughout this episode, but just a quick side note, because Facebook now owns Instagram. This also applies to any Instagram advertising. So I'm going to say Facebook advertising, but just know that we are talking about Instagram here as well. Their community standards are very, very similar, but I am going to link to the advertising policies for both in the show notes of this episode. But again, Facebook and Instagram want them to want users to be on their platform as long as possible and as frequently as possible. So they really designed their advertising rules and their advertising policies around delivering the most positive experience for their users. Because if users are getting a bunch of irrelevant, clickbaity, scam-type ads across their newsfeed, they are going to leave that platform and they're going to start to flock to places like TikTok. And Facebook does not own TikTok or any of those other social media apps that are not Instagram. So just keep that in mind. That is really that was really at the forefront when they designed these advertising policies. So I like to kind of remind people of that. And something else I want you to keep in mind is that a lot of this is fortunately and unfortunately subjective. So if you read through the Facebook advertising policies with a fine tooth comb, you'll see that there are words like this ad must be relevant or it can't be sensational. There's really no way to measure if a headline, for example, is realistic or if it's not. So Facebook uses artificial intelligence mixed with humans to determine all of this. But a lot of people are pretty begrudged with Facebook lately because they feel like their ads have been unfairly disapproved. But Again, a lot of this is subjective, so I always recommend that people err on the side of caution when they are submitting a Facebook ad for approval. Because as I mentioned in the introduction, once you get your Facebook ad account disabled, after it's reviewed and the decision has been upheld, it's very, very difficult to open new ad accounts, and there are a lot of hoops that you will need to jump through. So again, a lot of this is subjective, so pay close attention. And really take the time to go through the advertising policies. Again, in this episode, I'm going to give you the high-level overview of the most common mistakes that I see people make and the tips that I give people most often based on, again, what I see most often. But this is not a substitute for going through Facebook's advertising policies, especially if you are in a sensitive area like real estate or if you're a medical professional or if you're in the financial Um, you know, advertising realm. Those are a little bit more sensitive, which we'll talk about, but I'm going to link to the Facebook advertising actual policies in the show notes. I'm recording this on October 5th, 2020. So these are updated all the time. So if you are listening to this after that date, make sure you give it a fresh read. And either way, you really should familiarize yourself with all of the policies and pay even closer attention to those that affect you the most. All right, let's get into the episode. And just to give you a little quick teaser, I am going to give you a tip at the end where it can really prevent you a lot of headaches and a lot of heartache and a lot of hoop jumping if you follow this one super, super simple tip before you ever get an ad rejected or an ad account banned. So this is a tip I give all my clients. I do it myself all the time. So I'm going to give you that at the end. So stick around for that. All right, number one thing you need to know. 
you can speak to people's personal attributes in your Facebook ad, but Facebook doesn't like when you point out the negatives. So this is going back to Facebook wanting to create the most positive, uplifting user experience because they want people to spend as much time on that platform as possible. So I was in Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy group earlier today, and someone was mentioning how frustrated she was with Facebook ads because they kept declining her ad because it was saying things like feeling stuck. And I basically jumped in and I pointed out again to her that, you know, Facebook wants to keep the user experience positive. So even if you are offering a solution, Facebook does not want to approve ads and they don't want ads to ever point out directly pain points or negatives in a person's life or persona. So when somebody hops on Facebook and reads that feeling stuck, that might give them negative emotions, it might leave them feeling pretty crappy, and they'll probably hop off and do something else. So what I suggested to her is I said, you know, instead of feeling stuck, they want you to say something like feel confident in your business or feel more productive than ever before. So you're still kind of tapping into that pain point of, you know, not feeling productive or not feeling confident in your business, but instead you're putting a positive spin on it. And that will 99 times out of a hundred get approved. Whereas anything that points out that issue in a negative light is bound to get rejected. Another example, somebody came to me because her ad was declined and her headline was feeling fatigued or bloated. Now, Facebook would rather you say something like, get the secrets to gut health that will leave you feeling revitalized and energized. So by saying that somebody can get the secrets to gut health, they're automatically implying that they maybe don't have the best gut, gut, the best gut health, excuse me and that they want to feel revitalized and energized because they're not feeling those things right now. So just a simple twist on that pain point can force your ad to get approved and it will also just deliver a better experience for your potential customers. You can still hint at your ideal customers, again, pain points without pointing out the negative in a way that will violate the terms. And don't make any claims too sensational or clickbaity. That is super important. So make sure you're putting a positive spin on any of the pain points that you may be trying to nail down in your copy. Number two, you will get flagged if you make sensational or unrealistic promises. So any ad in either the copy or in the landing page that says something like, go from zero to 100K in your business in five days or learn the secrets to getting rich or becoming a millionaire. Those are sensationalized promises and same can go for weight loss. If somebody is promising that you'll drop 50 pounds in a month, that is unhealthy, it's not realistic, and it's probably just not true and it's going to end up being a scam product. So Facebook is definitely smart enough to sniff out these sensationalized headlines. So instead, you could try something like, get your first client this week, or get the secrets to consistent recurring revenue, or feel healthier in the next 30 days, or be the size you want. You can definitely hint at your desired goal of your ideal potential customer without making those sensationalized promises. So just be really careful there. All right, number three. If you are selling sensitive products or services like housing, health, or medical services, or financial services, you will definitely be more closely scrutinized. So not only your ad copy and your creative, 
They will also be very carefully scrutinizing your landing pages, your lead page ads, your videos, your targeting. They want to make sure that you are not discriminating against people based on gender, race, sexual orientation, family status in any way. So going back to that first point, you can't say things like, hey, single moms, or you know anything like that, anything that's going to point out a negative attribute, even if it for you can be a positive attribute, you can't really hint at somebody's personal attributes in that way. Now, you can say something like, hey, Victor area resident. So I live in the town of Victor. So you can say something like that. Or, you know, hey, Buffalo fitness enthusiasts. That's okay. But you can't hint at somebody's race, gender, sex, sexual orientation, financial status, health status, any of that stuff. And if you want the full list, if you feel like your business might be affected by this, definitely go through that particular section of the advertising policies with a fine tooth comb. All right. Number four, if your headline or landing page seems like clickbait, your ad will get rejected. So very similar to the mention I had about sensationalized promises, if your uh, headline or any of your copy or even if your landing page copy seems clickbaity, it is going to get rejected. So I like to tell people if you're wondering what a clickbait headline is, just go to BuzzFeed and look at their um their article. So I'm just going to actually go over to BuzzFeed and make a couple examples. But also when people come up with uh, YouTube video headlines, a lot of um, them are also clickbaity. So um, for example, this one says, police are sharing what the bride did and groom did at the wedding to show they absolutely shouldn't get married. Um, or it can be like, um, uh, I'm trying to find some really good ones. Um, 87 year old trainer share a secret to shocking weight loss. Like that is clearly meant to get somebody to subscribe. Um, and that is something that Facebook is going to flag. Another one is when you read these 19 shocking food facts, you'll never want to eat again. You can probably guess why Facebook might flag that one. This next one says she dragged her plate across the pool. What happened next blew my mind. These are all very icky, cringeworthy clickbait headline. So make sure that you are not doing any of this when you are creating your copy, your landing page, uh, or any of anything related to your Facebook ad. Because don't forget, Facebook is smart enough to read your ad copy, your landing page, all that stuff. All right, number five. If your landing page delivers a poor experience, your ad may get rejected or will not be delivered as much. So if you've ever launched an ad, even if it doesn't get rejected right away, you could get a notice that says improve your landing page experience for better results. So basically, if people hop over to your landing page and it takes too long to load, or if they're clicking off right away, or if there's some indicator to Facebook that your landing page experience is not good, if people are, again, bouncing right away, if the page is defective or if it doesn't match what your ad promises, that's going to be a signal to Facebook that they should stop showing your ad or potentially that it could get rejected. If Facebook goes to test out your landing page and it doesn't load after like five or 10 seconds, they could just reject it. Again, a lot of this is subjective, so I don't wanna give you an exact amount of seconds, but if they feel like your landing page is defective or is too clickbaity, or just delivers a bad experience, you will get flagged and could be rejected. All right, number six. If your ad has too much text, it will get rejected or face poor delivery. So I always recommend people check out 
the Facebook text overlay checker. I'm also going to link to that. It's If you just Google it, it will also pop right up. And you can basically upload an ad to this checker and it will tell you, it will either give you the green thumbs up and say your ad delivery will be normal. It could give you a yellow saying your delivery is going to be slightly affected or it will give you a red score and say your ad is going to face very poor delivery or it could just be flat out rejected. Now, the general rule of thumb is that no more than 20% of your Facebook ad, whether it be an image or a video, should contain text. Now, some people have figured out how to use transparency and other things to kind of get around this rule, but again, I always like to err on the side of caution. Now, some people have the updated version of Ads Manager where it actually tests the level of text right in Ads Manager, but... I, when I'm in Canva or Photoshop, I just like to use the text overlay checker before I even go into Business Manager just to make sure that my ad isn't going to get flagged for too much text. And even if you get the yellow signal and it says you could face less deliverability, I would still go back and tweak your image until you get a green light because we don't want Facebook to get any more of our money than they need to, right? We have control over this particular section of our ad costs. So if Facebook is telling you that your ad is going to cost more, you should listen to them and tweak it a little bit until you get that green light. It's basically, again, them telling you that your ad costs are going to be more than expected or more than you desire. So make sure you go back and tweak the text. All right, number seven, branded content can often result in a flag. Now, this is a huge misconception, especially for people that teach marketing or Facebook ads or anything like that. But even if you want to mention any brand, especially Facebook, there are a few rules. A lot of people think you can't use the term Facebook or you can't use the term Instagram, but you actually can. You just have to follow a few rules. So basically, Facebook says you can't make it seem like you are affiliated with Facebook in any way. You can't abbreviate Facebook, so you can't use like FB, and you can't use their corporate logo. And if you're using Facebook in a sentence, you can't make it bold. You can't make it the main part of your messaging. If Facebook is just a little small part of your messaging or your image, that's fine as long as you use the correct logo and not their corporate logo. And if you're wondering what their corporate logo is, it's basically just the plain text Facebook. Just give it a Google and it will pop up. But you just have to follow their rules. So if you want to use Facebook or Instagram or any branded content, make sure you read that section of the advertising policies closely. But again, this is a huge misconception that you can't use you know, other people's names or brands or Facebook's name in particular in Facebook ads. I use it all the time. And because I follow the rules, they always get approved. All right, number eight. Make sure you check your spelling and your grammar before you submit your ad in Business Manager. If your spelling or your grammar is poor, that is going to be a huge flag to Facebook that your content is low quality. And yes, this can even include mixed typecase. So if one of your sentences has you know, the capital letter at the first letter of every word and the rest of your ad doesn't, that could even be a signal to Facebook that again, your Facebook ad should either be rejected or it should not be delivered as much. So this one is pretty easy. I really don't like relying on 
the spell and grammar checker inside of Facebook man, Facebook business manager. Instead, I like to always record my ad copy in Google Docs. First of all, it's going to have a better spelling and grammar check. And second of all, in case you click away or Facebook refreshes or something, you will be able to have that copy saved. I never, ever recommend writing copy in Facebook business manager. But again, just for you know, to make sure all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed, no pun intended, make sure your spelling and grammar is on point. All right, number nine, if your video ad is disruptive or even your image, your ad will get rejected. So if you're doing something like flashing lights or something that is kind of obnoxious and again, quote unquote, disruptive, just to get people to stop scrolling, Facebook is going to deem that as low quality, almost like the video version of clickbait, and they're going to deny that video. And you also can't have things like arrows clicking towards the call to action button that says like click here. They're really sensitive about that. And if you guys remember way back in the day, I think it was like 2017, you could actually run YouTube ads for YouTube videos on Facebook to promote your YouTube channel and the video would just autoplay right on the Facebook newsfeed. Now, because YouTube is a huge competitor of Facebook. Facebook doesn't allow that autoplay function anymore. So it just populates the thumbnail of the YouTube video if you put the YouTube link as the destination of your ad. And people will have to click over to YouTube in order to view that video. Now, what Facebook doesn't allow, they do allow that. They do allow you to advertise your YouTube channel in that way. However, if you have a thumbnail that has like a play button on it or basically anything that disguises the destination of the ad. So something that implies that the user will be able to watch the video on Facebook, that is going to be a signal for Facebook to reject the ad because it thinks that you're being deceptive, which honestly you kind of are. So make sure that if you're promoting any other destination, whether it be a landing page or a video, that you're not misrepresenting or you're not disguising that in any way by using those kind of fake buttons or arrows or anything like that. All right, and finally, number 10, if you try asking for sensitive information, again, your ad will get rejected. This mainly goes for lead page ads, so you can sometimes get away with this stuff on landing pages, but if you are using Facebook's landing page ads, they are very particular about this. So for example, if you are a healthcare provider, let's say you are a pain specialist, if you ask them where they're feeling pain, what their diagnosis is, anything like that, anything that's sensitive about mental health, physical health, any financial information, any usernames, passwords, government-issued IDs, anything like that. And if you think that this might affect your business, I would definitely go in and read this exact list that they give you in the Facebook advertising policies. But just don't try asking for sensitive information when using a Facebook lead form because, again, they are extra sensitive about these types of businesses and this type of information because they are under so much fire about their practices and about keeping a tighter leash on advertisers. Because if you think about it, this is really the first time, you know, these last, you know, six or seven years where business owners have really had complete control of placing their own ads. Previously, they would have to go through advertising companies and those advertising companies would really be in charge of following the rules. In the first couple of years of Facebook advertising, it was kind of like the Wild West. You know, people were targeting real estate ads to 
one specific race or one specific income level or one specific marital status. And you know, the Equal Housing Act says you can't do that. So Facebook has really, really tightened up what you can and cannot do to really protect their own business model. So if this is something that you think even could potentially affect your business, again, click on the advertising policies below and go through them extra, extra carefully. All right, now as promised, my one tip before you run any ads or before you run your next ad, go under your business manager. And if you need a tutorial of this, I'm going to put it on my YouTube channel. I will link to that video as soon as it's available. But go under your business manager ad accounts. And as, as long as you have an active ad account, you can actually add a new ad account. So what I recommend doing is to add a different payment method because Facebook does have some regulations around having multiple ad accounts under one business manager. However, I have seven or eight different ad accounts in my one business manager. I have them hooked up to different payment methods. And the reason for this is that if one of my other ad accounts gets disabled for whatever reason, because again, a lot of times this can get done in error, uh, then I can just use a different ad account. Because here's the thing, if you're only operating under one ad account, if that account gets disabled, if you do not have any non-disabled ad accounts or rather any active ad accounts, you cannot add any ad accounts at that point. Basically, Facebook is saying, no, you're done. So if you act as a preventative measure and create multiple ad accounts as kind of backups before any of your ad accounts or all of your ad accounts get disabled, this is a huge, huge safety net and can be an absolute lifesaver, especially if your ad account gets disabled like during a launch or during a sensitive time. Because again, if you're out of accounts, you will not be able to create more for at least a long time and without a lot of hoop jumping. So again, if you want to see a video tutorial of how to create that ad account, I'm going to be posting a video on my YouTube channel. But these are the 10 most common tips that I give around Facebook advertising policies. I hope you found them really helpful. And I will see you guys next week. Good luck with your Facebook ads.